It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. All right. Should we talk about very quickly? Can we talk about some of these guys coming off of injury, though, Matt? Um, and should we start there in Dallas? Let's talk about Michael Gallup, man. Um, and again, the reason I think Tolbert's got a real chance. Uh, is because, uh, you know, Michael Gallup is banged up and, and is not going to be available week one. Yeah, it was kind of refreshing for Michael Gallup to just be like, I'm not playing week one. You know, like, that's not going <laughs> to that's not gonna happen. Like, right. we basically laughed it off. Although, that makes you wonder, like, if he was willing to laugh it off over the summer, like him being ready for week one, when is he going to be ready? Although, Jerry True. Jones, like, if we're if we're playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow, Michael Gallup is playing. It's like, Jesus, Jerry, like, let's yeah, focus what, on. What is that all about? <laughs> let's focus on getting. <laughs> shut up, Jerry. Let's focus on getting to a Super Bowl sometime in like, you know, in the <laughs> how long has it been? But anyways, I know, um, I know with with Michael Gallup, dude, like I, I do think that he is worth because he's basically, you know, free dot com at this point. Like he is yeah, kind of worth stashing in fantasy right now just because. Like, they're going to kind of need him when he gets back. I don't know how he's going to play. He tore his ACL super late, man. I mean, like, Odell Beckham tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. And, like, Michael Gallup was, like, just a few weeks before there to the end of the regular season. Um, I have no idea. But I do love – I mean, I've always been a big Michael Gallup guy. I love the way he beats press man coverage. His reception perception profile has always been really good as that, like, true X receiver. Um, So I I do think he is worth – stashing he's worth like having some hope for and i again i think dallas is going to need him but it's it's going to be a while i think until we see michael gallup the last time you charted michael gallup and correct me if i'm wrong i think was 2020 um and and it looks like here i will have his 20 i will have his 2021 up on the site before week one i'm what a tease i was like i I was like i can put this one off because he's not going (laughs) to play week one nobody will care but if like i finish it up uh over the weekend like i'll drop it when he's ready to play I love it. Um, okay, success rate versus man in 2020, 72%, uh, which is good. That's solid. And uh, success rate versus zone, 70.6. That's a meh. That's a meh number. A but meh. Um, if you're asking a guy to play outside, I think yep. we've talked about this a lot, right? Like slot guys, you want them to be very successful against zone. Outside guys, okay. Now different skill set. You want them to be much more uh, productive against man and press. That's why he's always been their X receiver, man. That's why he is that honestly, because and no one wants to hear this, but because he is a real press man coverage beater, that is why he has always played that X receiver role. And Amari Cooper cannot play that X receiver role. That is why that happened in Dallas. Um, Chris Godwin is sounds like he's ready to go, which is a little bit surprising to me. Um, you know, again, given the timeline, but week one, here we go. Chris Godwin, what are you expecting there? Yeah, I still feel like the way Godwin talked about it today, you know, uh, we talked, I read this quote off on, on the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. Subscribe to that show as well. I <laughs> it every day. Um, there you go. 
he's kind of said like, you know, we'll see, like, I'm not sure when I'm going to be ready. I, it could be week one. It could be later, but he's like, the more important thing is like, I don't, it's, it would be nice to play the whole season, but the more important thing is that I am ready for later in the season. Um, Cause the bucks expect to moonwalk to the NFC South title. So everybody else expects him to do that as well. Hmm. Um, so Godwin, I, I still think that Godwin, even if he plays week one, it could be a while until he's ramped up. And if, if I'm wrong about this, I'd love to be wrong. Cause I think Chris Godwin is just a, a stud, dude. I mean, he is consistently good in reception perception. Twenty uh, in twenty twenty one, he was seventy two point one percent success rate versus man. He's been up in that like seventy six percent club before, like the truly, you know, best players in beating man coverage. And we know he's a great slot receiver. We know he's so reliable. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm still a little nervous about Chris Godwin. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, I'll, I'll bring up this quote. I, I talk, was talking to Austin Eckler about this name drop. Uh, name drop. Uh, what a name of, drop. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Go do it. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of days ago. And, you know, he basically said, like, yeah, buddy. There is. Um, there, there is a, there's like a period of time when you come back from an injury, like where you're just, you're out there, but you're not yourself. And it, you, even if, like, if you rush to come back, like you're definitely not yourself. And, you know, he's a guy who's dealt with long injury absences and like pushed to come back earlier, been, and then like realized he shouldn't come back early. So I, I thought that was interesting when he, and I, the Chris Godwin was the first guy I thought about when he, when he talked about that. Cause like, I think if Chris Godwin comes out there and plays week one, like, he might be out there with the name Chris Godwin, but he might not be the player Chris Godwin until like October, November. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. If, like he's a guy that people draft in fantasy and get frustrated with because he's not playing that much. And like, but he's better in this. I'm, I'm open to him being really good in the second half of the season, but I'm still sort of skeptical about early in the season. Uh, was obviously charted out pretty good um, in success rate versus man, 72%. Uh, which is solid. Um, and then success rate versus zone pushing, uh, 79% was at uh, 78% last year, which is again, actually not, uh, not great for him, all things considered. Uh, yeah. so I was, I was surprised by that number. I thought that number would be better. Um, all things considered, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so there you go. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, this is the big one in New Orleans. You talk about, you know, we'll stay in this in this division here. But how about Michael Thomas? Like, I have no idea. And, and anyone who has any idea what to expect, from the, if they're telling you they know what to expect from Michael Thomas, they're lying. I mean, we don't <laughs> yeah. know what. It's a new off. It's a new offense. It's a new coach. He's he hasn't played in over a year. New quarterback. It's not Drew Brees anymore. Like, what are we looking at here with Michael Thomas? Yeah, the the structure of the Saints' offense and just organization as a whole has changed a lot since Michael Thomas is. You know, we saw him at the peak of his powers, which right. was in 2019. But even in 2020, like you know. It's been, still been a lot of change since then. Um, I will say this, Nick Underhill, who's one of the best folks that cover that team, he's been pretty bullish on Thomas before he, like before training camp. He's like, I think Thomas is going to be out there and he's going to be playing. And he's going to be, you know, and he was right about that. But then he has the hamstring injury afterwards. So now right. it's like, oh, great. Is it just another thing? Um, I also talked to, you know, here's another name drop. I talked to Cam Jordan this week as well. And he's I saw said that. Michael Thomas is looking good. He's pretty excited <laughs> about Michael Thomas. Like, 
coming back yeah, feels pretty but I bullish mean, about on. him. Yeah, he, they're teammates, yeah. you know. He's got. I know, I know, you know, I know. But on. I just, I think that from from the most, like for the most part, f- folks that had seen Michael Thomas in training camp were like, okay, he's look, he looks good. He's not out there like, you know, loafing it. But then he gets hurt, so who knows? The thing about Michael Thomas, though, man, is like, I, I said, it's been a while since we saw him at the the height of his powers, like. When he was at the height of his powers, dude, he was so good. I mean, you got the 2020 season pulled up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Almost a full green route chart, and that wasn't even his best season. His 2018 season, James, which, hey, maybe this reception perception stuff is good. You should subscribe to it because this was before his 2019 record-breaking season. Yeah. 82.2% success rate versus man coverage in 2018. That's still second most all-time, wow. only to Stephon Diggs in 2020. 89.3% success rate versus zone. That's one of, I b- believe that's like a top five score all time. That's behind like uh, Antonio Brown twice and Cooper yeah. Cup, but like, you know, one of the best scores ever. 82.2% success rate versus uh, press. And his 2019 season was ex- obviously extremely good in, in real life, but even in RP as well. So, dude, Thomas, like, I, I don't, I, I'm with you that I have no flipping clue what to expect. <laughs> but I do think that, like, him not being paired with Drew Brees anymore, I, you can actually kind of galaxy brain that to say it's a good thing because Brees, like by the time Thomas's peak came back, like I think the reason he's got the slant boy moniker is right. because Drew Brees's noodle arm couldn't push it down the field. Uh, we're, same thing with like Big Ben and Deontay Johnson. Like the reason Deontay exactly Johnson has correct. that little A dot is because Ben was cooked. Um, I think it will actually be really fun to see Michael Thomas, who, as you see, reception perception shows a full full field route runner. It might be fun to see him with like a, a guy who can attack the whole field in, in James Winston. I think this is, again, we talk about the power uh, of this particular tool. This is it right here because the narrative and we started our you know teaser podcast by saying, hey, we're going to get rid of all the BS narratives. One of the narratives that at least you have debunked and is a BS narrative is that Michael Thomas can only run the slant. And so talk to me about what you think Michael Thomas might bring Again, can he play the X receiver? Is that his best? Is that going to be his best role in this offense with a guy like Jameis Winston? I think so. Um, And again, this is all theoretical because it has been like a a year and a half since we've seen Michael Thomas play football. Right. So that it is worth saying this is all hypothetical. Um, But like this was basically my analysis going into 2020 was that, yeah, I think that there's more to Michael Thomas's game. Like, look, the slant boy is nickname is objectively hilarious because it clearly it's a funny nickname and it it's a good nickname because it because it bothers him it's just like when you <laughs> used to call me west virginia's finest back at nfl network and it clearly bothered me so it's a good nickname you just keep right? going like, yeah you just keep going you just with keep it, right? going because it bothers the person i mean it bothers, I, i've i've learned to live with it now at this point and <laughs> so it's okay oh my god um, but, can i just share a story real quick oh my god i'm at matt's wedding and and again, I officiated the wedding. Okay, so I'm at Matt's wedding. And we have not talked about West Virginia in years, dude. Years. It's been a, it and, been a while. And Matt's dad comes up to me <laughs> and he said, he's like, hey, yeah, 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 great. great. It was a little small talk. And he was dead serious. He's like, yeah, so, so what's up with the West Virginia thing? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Where do I go with this, dude? I was so uncomfortable. Oh well, it, this is what I was trying to tell you all those years ago is that like, 
<laughs> you people from California don't understand that that was so like, true. yo, no, I'm from Virginia, not West Virginia. <laughs> like, it, yeah, so it's a thing. Yeah, you, you can tell it is a real thing. It but yeah, fun, yeah. It, it, hilarious. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a hilarious nickname, Slant Boy, because I mean, it, West Virginia's finest was so bad it clearly even bothered my my father. I'm sure yes. Michael Thomas's you know <laughs> relatives are not too, none too pleased with the Slant Boy thing. So, but I reception perception shows he's like when he was good, he was good at the high like he was one of the best receivers in, in football right. like he was literally an elite wide receiver he was up there among those guys because he could do everything he could win at all levels he just ran a ton of slants because it was really good for the offense like right that's that's what it was and so my analysis going into 2020 and you know i guess we or 2021 whatever uh was that i was excited to see him with james winston i remain excited to see him with james winston and i think he'll be all things you know breaking out pretty well i think he'll be the x receiver uh, Chris Olave will be the flanker. Jarvis Landry will be the slot. And dude, that is so much better than what the Saints rolled out last year. Absolutely. I mean, just the talent level, the the security. I mean, again, Jarvis Landry has he lost step hundred percent. But my God, you throw him that ball, he's catch, he's coming down with that ball. He's catching it. You know, yeah, juice it. has still got some juice, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So uh, you throw 100%. that out there. You, you yep. throw that speed out there with reliable downfield speed. When was the last time this offense has had reliable downfield speed, bro? Dude, like I don't know. I don't even know. Net Devery Henderson. <laughs> oh my God. I said reliable, my guy. Um, no, but, but you know, you know what we haven't even talked about in this off freaking Alvin Kamara, bruh. Like, yo, yeah. this offense could take off. So I don't know. It's, it's really interesting, especially given the O-line woes there in Tampa Bay. I don't think they're a shoe in, um, to, to, to win the NFC South. I think New Orleans is going to give them some problems, boy. I'll tell you what, that defense, defense the defense is good too. The defense is good too, so I, I'm I'm very intrigued uh, by what New Orleans can bring to the table in the NFC South, and I think those two teams will make it very very competitive. I think the Panthers are better than last year. Let's hope their defense is healthier. Let's hope J.C. Horn is good uh, for for Matt's hometown Carolina Panthers. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, all right, so there you go. Hey man, our time is running short. Um, if you guys, if you guys like the podcast, man, please rate and subscribe. We really appreciate the feedback. And of course, Matt and I are available at all times on Twitter. If you've got any fantasy questions as well, or any follow-up questions to reception perception, by the way, go to the website. I'm just saying, if you want to see some of this data that we're talking about, bruh, go to the website. So there you go. All right. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. Peace. <laughs>